It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Two and two, and he swings, hits it in the air to deep left. Palacios back to watch, gonna go! Second of the night for Machado. He's four for four. It's a two-run homer and a 4-2 lead in the eighth. And there's your learning experience. What a moment and what a night for Manny Machado. The two-run go-ahead home run in the bottom half of the eighth inning, propelling the Padres to a 4-2 win as the Padres win an eighth consecutive game. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Padres win the series opener against St. Louis. They've won eight in a row. And what a night for Manny Machado. The home run in the sixth inning to give the Padres a 2-1 lead. Cardinals would tie it with a run in the eighth inning. But Manny said, I got it. A two-run shot in the bottom half of the eighth inning to give the Padres a two-run lead. And the Padres go on to win by that final score. Manny Machado getting the curtain call here at Petco Park. This place was absolutely rocking. A crowd of nearly 43,000. Sellout number 57 on the season. I caught up with Manny Machado on the field right after the game. Manny, what a moment in that eighth inning. The count two and two. You got a breaking ball. How were you able to get such a good swing on it? Uh, just waiting for a pitch I can handle. Um, you know, he made two good pitches there with the, with the changeup, two old down and away, and then with the heater down, down in the zone. So uh, just trying to stay patient and just trying to, you know, get, get, get the guy over and try to bring him in from second. Eight straight wins. This team continues to find ways to win. What's working so well for this group right now as a whole? Uh, just playing good baseball. Um, you know, we're just pulling for each other. We're uh, going out there and just leaving it on the field. You know, we got uh, eight, eight more and, uh, you know, just emptying the tank. Manny, we know you're dealing with the elbow. You want to be in this lineup right now. Getting that curtain call, what did that mean to you? I mean, it's huge. I mean, these fans, uh, you know, they've been supporting us, they've been giving us everything every single day all year. So, uh, you know, to go out here in this fat final homestand, uh, you know, to go out with a bang is always uh, is always emotional. So, uh, you know, we've been doing this for the, for, the, for the fans all year. So giving them a couple wins at the end. So that's awesome. Manny, congratulations on a great night. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Manny Machado right after the game. What a moment for Manny. So many questions 
earlier this week when he talked about that elbow and the likelihood that he would need surgery on it, the the, the reasoning for Manny uh, being in the lineup, wanting to play, wanting to play until this team is eliminated. No doubt it's a tall hill, really mountain to climb. If this team wants to make the postseason, they've got to do a lot of winning and they've got to get really lucky. But if you needed proof, as to why Manny Machado belongs in this lineup right now, you got it here tonight. You really did. He carries the Padres to a 4-2 win over the St. Louis Cardinals and a dramatic swing in the bottom half of the eighth inning. The go-ahead two-run home run to give the Padres their lead, and they go on to win it. The series opener against St. Louis, an eighth consecutive win. When we come back here on the Padres Radio Network, we'll recap this game in its entirety. We have all the radio highlights for you. We'll go back downstairs, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, take your phone calls, and much much more to come as the Padres win their eighth straight. They're two games below 500 for the first time in a while, and we'll see if they can get number nine tomorrow against St. Louis. Post game show continues from Petco Park when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight in downtown San Diego, Padres 4 and the Cardinals 2 as the Padres win their eighth in a row. What a night, what a game here at Petco Park. It was the Manny Machado Show. Lot to do here in our post-game coverage. We'll go downstairs, here from Padres manager Bob Melvin, coming up in just a matter of minutes. Stay tuned for that. We'll give out our nightly awards. We will get to plenty of your phone calls. 833-288-0973. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. We will get to those calls coming up a little bit later on. This was a back-and-forth game. It was a game where the Padres needed a big swing late. They would get it. Let's tell you how it went down. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Matt Waldron started the game with two scoreless innings. In the bottom of the second, Trent Grisham drew a one-out walk. He went to second base on a little grounder in front of home plate from Matthew Batten. Brett Sullivan was next. 2-0 to the left-hand hitting catcher. They set an inside target. Hudson delivers and a line drive the other way into left center, a base hit. Grisham's rounding third. He's going to score, and Brett Sullivan has given the Padres a 1-0 lead. Two-out happiness for the Padres here in the second. Baseball, a funny game. Brett Sullivan getting the start, catching the knuckleballer, and Waldron, a little bit more comfortable with it. Caught him at AAA. 
and picks up the first RBI the night. That was all the Padres got in the second. Matt Waldron really settled in, and he would be an early storyline in this game. A scoreless third, a 1-2-3 fourth inning, a 1-2-3 fifth inning. Meanwhile, the Padres had scoring chances. They had two on base in the third, a leadoff double in the fourth, two on base in the fifth. They didn't cash in on any of those opportunities. Waldron went back to work in the top of the sixth inning. Padres still leading just one nothing. He got ahead of Mason Wynn, one and two. Sends in the question as Wynn hits this one well to left and gone. Second home run in the big leagues for Mason Wynn. A solo shot and the game is tied 1-1 here in the sixth. Cardinals would load the bases later in the inning, but Scott Barlow would come in to leave them stranded. Final line for Matt Waldron, five and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up, three hits, two walks, struck out nine on 96 pitches. He was very solid in this game for San Diego. We were tied at 1-1, going to the bottom of the sixth inning. Manny Machado led off. 2-0 to Manny. And Machado swings, hits it in the air, straight away center and deep. Newt Bar back to watch this one. Gonna go! Number 29 for Manny Machado. And the Padres back in front. It's 2-1. to one. Can't hit a ball much better than this. Manny mashing one to center. Padres had a 2-1 to one lead. Scott Barlow went back out for the seventh inning. A leadoff single, a walk. Win popped a bunt attempt for out number, uh, out number one. Tom Cosgrove then entered and got two outs to end the inning, stranding a pair on base. So a good job by the Padres' bullpen there. Padres still had that 2-1 lead. Going to the eighth inning, Luis Garcia came on, not Robert Suarez. And I'm sure we'll hear about this from Bob Melvin coming up here in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned for that. Garcia coming on in a spot where you would expect Robert Suarez. Paul Goldschmidt hit a leadoff single. Jordan Walker then dug in. 1-0, Walker hits it hard on a line to right center. Grisham on the move, not going to get there. Hops in front of the warning track, now bounces on the wall, rolls away from Grisham. Goldschmidt going to score to tie the game. Walker into third in RBI triple, and it's 2-2 here in the eighth. Garcia would strike out the next batter. Robert Suarez then entered to get the final two outs of the inning, stranding Walker at third. That was critical. We were still tied at two. Going to the bottom half of the eighth inning, Drew Verhagen, who threw a scoreless seventh inning, stayed on uh, for the Cardinals into the bottom of the eighth inning. He got the first out, a pop-out from Fernando Tatis Jr. Then the Cardinals went to left-hander Matthew Liberator to face Juan Soto. Soto doubled into the right field corner. A one-out double. He was on second base, the go-ahead run. So, Manny Machado dug in to face the left-hander. Juan Soto, the go-ahead run on second base. The count went to 2-2 two and two on Manny. 2-2, two and two. Manny swings, hits it in the air to deep left. Palacios back to watch. Gonna go! Second of the night for Machado. He's four for four. It's a two-run homer and a 4-2 lead in the eighth. And there's your learning experience. And Manny's 30th home run of the season, one of, if not the biggest, he's hit all year long. A two-run shot to give the Padres a 4-2 lead. Petco Park, a sold-out crowd, was going nuts. A curtain call for Manny. What a moment here in downtown San Diego on this Friday night. Padres had that 4-2 lead. Going to the ninth inning, Robert Suarez stayed on for the ninth inning. He got the first out, a ground out from Mason Wynn. He got the second out, a fly out from Lars Newtbar. Then Tommy Edmond singled on a ground ball to bring the tying run to the plate in the form of Paul Goldschmidt.
First pitch on the way. Goldschmidt swings, hits it in the air to left. Should be playable. Soto over towards the gap. He's there. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. Make it eight. Padres with an eighth consecutive victory. They keep this train on the tracks. Longest winning streak since June of 2021. And a 4-2 comeback decision here against the Cardinals as Manny Machado broke a tie in the eighth inning with a two-run homer, his second of the night, and his 30th of the season to cap a four-for-four night. Matt Waldron did good as the starter for the pods, and tomorrow they will try and keep it moving. Final score here tonight, the Padres four and the Cardinals two. What a night for Manny Machado. Four hits, including two big home runs. It was Manny's night, and the Padres win it 4-2 to over St. Louis. Great summation there by Jesse. Eighth consecutive win. They'll try to make it nine in a row tomorrow. And the Padres, slim playoff chances, as slim as they might be. Well, they stay alive a little bit longer here today as the Padres pick up another win. They pick up some ground on some teams ahead of them in the wild card race, and the Padres sure are making this sort of dream right now. They've won an eighth consecutive game and a big 4-2 win over St. Louis here tonight. Let's go downstairs here at Petco Park and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Oh, I guess a bad elbow can't keep a great hitter down. Is mm-hmm. it to listen tonight? Yeah, he's got a flair for the dramatic, too. So, you know, we got swinging great today. Their guy pitched well. Um,. So came down to a couple Manny homers, which we've seen him do before. So not a surprise. Considering everything he's gone through and the injuries he's tried to battle through, that he got the standing ovation tonight when he hits number 30. Pretty nice moment for him. It was. And look, he continues to go out there and play and doesn't have to. Um, I think he even took some early swings today, which we're trying to limit his swings because of it. But he wants to be the best he can be, and he certainly was tonight. How big was Robert Suarez tonight coming up with the five-out save for you? Yeah, you know, we didn't have Josh today, so we were going to use him to close, but it got to a point there where we had to, had to get out of the eighth inning. So not only did he get us out of the eighth with a big strikeout and a man on third, but was able to, to pitch the ninth too. So, I mean, he was a key. Your thoughts on Matt Waldron tonight? It seemed like he really did a nice job of using the knuckleball to set up the, the other pitches. I think that's as good as he's pitched for us, and nine strikeouts on top of it. So you can see... Uh, hitters are way more aware of the, the knuckleball, and it makes his fastball get by guys. Their late swings on his fastball, it makes his slider that much better. So not only is it a good pitch, it has made him a better pitcher because his other stuff seems to be better because of it. Hey, Bob, eight games ago, you guys, it was kind of like, oh, okay. And now you are four games back with eight to play. Has your belief or your thoughts on this changed? We're just playing right now. We've tried all sorts of different strategies here. You know, to try to understand where we are. I think right now we're just playing games, and I don't think that's going to change at all. And that was, you know, you, you want to talk about our hitters meeting today. You want to talk about, hey, look at the position we're in. Nope. Just keep playing. Do what we've been doing. Is, is Josh an automatic two days down when he goes three? Ah, but it was four out of five, right? So that's, that's probably a lot.
It is a lot. Do you even check with him today? Yeah. Okay. Yep. At this point in the calendar, why not kind of force that issue then with Josh? Is it just he's definitively down? There, well, he or? pitched three in a row for us. He hasn't done that. I don't think he's been here. So, you know, and pitched the day before that. So we, we, we felt good with who we had today, and we always feel good with if we need Suarez in that, in that type of situation too. With Manny, what have you kind of made of the way you guys have, have handled his workload and made sure you, you can still get the best out of him and he can get the best out of himself even while he's going through this? You know what? It's really him. It's not necessarily me. You know, we try to limit his swings. He knows his body really well. He understands what he needs. You know, after the off day yesterday, felt like he needed a few more swings. I don't think he hit regular BP, but he hit a little bit early and then was ready for the game. He's obviously a guy that takes, like, a lot of pride in his defense, and he's out there a lot before games right. usually. How have you noticed him handling this DH role that he's been in? Like? Look, I, he knows that's all we're going to get, so he does the best he can with it. He's used to the flow of the game, and he's used to, you know, we give him some DH days, but he's one of those guys that's, you know, one of the best all-around players in the league and, you know, use, use, is used to the flow of the game defensively too, but he understands right now that's not going to happen, so he does the best he can with the DH spot. Is your understanding now that no matter what happens over these next eight games, he's going to have surgery after the season, not not before? That is my understanding right now. Dep- you know, things could change between now and then, depending on how he's feeling. You said in Oakland you had stopped practicing some superstitions. <laughs> Any of that come back over the last week or so? No. Uh, my game pen. What do you do with your game pen? Well, my game pen has been the same color for a little bit now. But so otherwise, the superstition is that you've stopped with the superstition. Correct. And that's working. What do you make of what Tom Cosgrove has done? I mean, it's been a long season for him. Yeah. You brought him in today, as you have before, in crucial situation. Right. What do you think about how he's finishing? I, great, because, you know, he probably hasn't been his best here recently at times. You know, at least with his – I don't think he was happy with his slider at times. He's still got a 1.89 ERA, comes in for a big spot, and you know you're going to face Edmund too, um, and Edmund's better – hitting right-handed so no let up for him at that point and you know he's for a first year guy we've thrown a lot at him and he's handled it really well these last couple are games that you almost certainly would have lost earlier in the season guys on base leaving guys on base not just kind of not scoring as much as you could have what do you make of the difference now versus it's just a different feeling now I mean it's you know you're always trying to capture that you're always trying to you know, what's it going to take to get in that type of mode? It just happened really late at this point. And maybe trying to press too much to get into, you know, that feeling that you have when you go out there and you just feel like no matter what, you're going to win a game. It's happening right now. It hasn't earlier in the year. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park following this 4-2 win for the Padres over the St. Louis Cardinals. Sam Levitt back with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. There's a lot to chew on there from Bob Melvin, including what the bullpen did here tonight. We did confirm there that Josh Hader wasn't available. You heard the the reasoning there. Good news, Robert Suarez did an excellent job in this game. We're going to dive into what Suarez did, especially in that eighth inning, preventing the Cardinals from taking the lead in that eighth inning and really setting the table for the Machado home run in the bottom half of the eighth inning. You heard about Matt Waldron. We're going to dive deeper into each and every aspect of this game and the Manny part of it as well. But the last question there is one I want to focus on right now. This team 
even though it took a long time, far longer than anyone could have anticipated, hoped for, wished for, thought, is winning games that they did not win for the most part this season. The last three, all examples of it. Whether you want to talk about the Bogarts home run to win it on Tuesday night against Colorado. That was a weird game with the no-hit seven innings from Snell, the combined no-hitter going into the ninth inning, still in a scoreless game. But the bottom line was that was a spot where the Padres needed a big swing in a big moment from one of their big-time players, and they got it late a walk-off hit something that hadn't happened in months since early april then on wednesday the padres trailing in that game two to one it wasn't as flashy as tuesday or tonight but in that seventh inning on wednesday doing the little things right executing to score a couple of runs take a lead and oh by the way win a one-run game which is something that has plagued this team all year long and then here tonight padres had the one nothing lead they had the 2-1 to one lead. The Cardinals tie it in the top of the eighth inning to make it 2-2. Two, two. Bullpen, especially Suarez, like I said, did a great job keeping it tied at 2 to set it up for the eighth inning. And then Manny Machado, again, in a spot where they needed a big swing in a big moment from a big-time player, they got it again. And these are the types of games this team struggled to win for so, so, so long. And for whatever reason, as of late, it's come a lot easier. And I know the competition. Trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. The Oakland A's, not a great team. The Colorado Rockies, not a great team. Those two teams, one's lost 100 games, the other is on their way to losing 100 games. And the Cardinals, by the way, well, they lost their 97th game here tonight. I'm well aware. But you play who you play, and... Let's keep in mind the Padres many times this season against teams like the A's, against teams like the Rockies, against teams like the Cardinals. These are the types of opponents they've struggled against in games like this where they needed a big swing in a big moment, where they needed to execute on little things to win close games. In the last three wins, two of them have been by two runs. One of them have been by one run. Padres are winning close games. This is something they struggle to do all year long so it does feel different it may be too little too late as we all know it's still a a very tall mountain to climb but like i said after the game on wednesday to me right now it's about the padres and you can control i should say you control what you can control and right now the san diego padres can control what's in front of them and that's tomorrow's game and that's keeping the winning streak going whatever else happens happens you can't control all that and obviously it doesn't all erase what happened for the first uh, four or five months of the season I think we all understand that but right now this team is playing very differently they feel different they look different you can feel it even just watching it they're getting the types of swings the types of performances the types of moments that so often eluded them for most of this year and it feels good will it be enough will they get the help they need I have no idea, but for right now, you control what you can control, and that is tomorrow's game, and that is winning the baseball games, and quite honestly, and I I talked about it on Wednesday, creating moments like the Padres did tonight for these fans, and I know that part may sound, you know, a little emotional, but let's, you know, let's be honest for a second. These fans have shown up all year long. There were 43,000-plus in the building here tonight in late September. 
57th sellout of the season. And for the most part, these fans have, have not really received, you know, the, the equal amount to what they put in right this season. It has not been what you thought it would be for the most part through 130-something, 140 games. So if anything, if it's just, you know, when this is all said and done about creating some some good feeling, creating some good moments here at Petco Park, then so be it. You know, then so be it. I mean, that was awesome here tonight with Manny in the curtain call. It was awesome. It was one of the best moments we've had all year, and we've had them in the last few days. The Bogarts home run and that second home run by Manny in the curtain call. Really, really good stuff. So I know that was a lot there, but, again, that's what stands out to me above all of this. There is a different feel right now, and despite playing – teams that are not very good and they all have more than 90 losses we get it let's not forget these are the types of games against the types of teams that the Padres struggled to win games against all year and win these kinds of games against so we'll see what tomorrow holds but right now you control what you can control and that is tomorrow's game and the Padres will try to win a ninth in a row tomorrow. A lot to do still here on our post-game show. We'll dive into what Matt Waldron did in this game. We'll also replay my conversation with Manny Machado. We'll take your phone calls, out-of-town scoreboard, much, much more to get to as we wrap this one up from Petco Park. Final score here tonight, Padres 4, Cardinals 2. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 4 and the Cardinals 2. The Padres have won eight in a row. They're rolling right now. The pods are hot. They're 76 and 78. First time the Padres have won eight consecutive games since June of 2021. They're rolling right now. They certainly are. And the Padres keep on creeping to that 500 mark. I know everybody's been talking about these uh, wild card standings, the Padres continue to gain ground on teams. The Cubs did win today, so the Padres didn't gain uh, gain ground on them. They hold that final uh, wild card spot right now. But the Padres did pick up some ground on other teams. And, look, I think everybody understands the, the, the tough task that will be. Padres have to basically win out or lose just one game the rest of the way here. Um, they need help, a lot of help. But... If you're looking at the 500 mark, well, the Padres are just two games below right now, and 500 alone would be an accomplishment. The Padres haven't been 500 since May 11th when they were 19-19. and 19. So the Padres playing as well as they have all year, no doubt about it. They're rolling right now. Big moments galore on this homestand. And so much more to get to here on our postgame show on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here inside the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. We will get to some of your phone calls coming up here in a little bit, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. 
which pitcher was dealing today. Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Taken right down the middle, top of the zone. Strike three called. And now a career high six strikeouts for Matt Waldron. He's done it in just three innings. Matt Waldron, our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. Really, really nice outing for Matt Waldron. Very impressive. Five and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up, three hits. The only run he gave up was the solo home run to Mason Wynn that came on a two-strike pitch. Walked two, struck out nine, a career high, 96 pitches. He was very, very good in this game. And really through five innings, he had allowed a walk and a double. That was it. I mean, he was dominant for five innings. Then in the sixth inning, gave up the home run to win. Ends up striking out his eighth and ninth batters of the game. Issues a single, a walk. Then uh, Scott Barlow came in and allowed an infield single that low to the bases. Barlow got out of that inning uh, with the score still tied at 1-1. But at the end of the day, Walter and I would say was pretty dominant through five innings and then got in trouble in the sixth inning. But really, at the end of the day, the only real damage, that two-strike solo home run given up to Mason Wynn. Aside from that, Waldron was really good. And it's something we mentioned pregame. We were going to pay very close attention to Waldron's pitch mix here today because in that last start against Oakland, he used the knuckleball 40% of the time. Here's what Waldron's pitch usage looked like tonight. Sinker 32%, knuckleball 31%, slider 15, cutter 13, and the four-seam fastball 9. So the knuckleball he used, again, at a higher rate, certainly, than what he was doing when he first came up to the major leagues. 31% here tonight, and you heard Bob Melvin allude to it during his post-game press conference that the knuckleball, it's not just about that pitch and what hitters do against it. It's about the effect of that pitch on all the others. It makes everything else play up more because then hitters have to think about that knuckleball more. And you can see it. You can see it tonight. Hitters were unsure, off balance. Waldron was great through those first five innings. I thought dominant through those first five innings. So look, Matt Waldron, he's somebody that I don't think any of us thought would be making starts here in September. But here he is, and the last two have both been very, very solid. He was very good here tonight, and that is why Matt Waldron is our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. Very, very nice job by uh, by Matt Waldron here tonight, no doubt about it. And uh, I think opening some eyes, right? Uh, What he can do with that knuckleball, he's a little bit different with that Uh, with that pitch mix and what he can do and maybe using that knuckleball more will be a real turning point for Matt Waldron. Look, he's not facing the Braves lineup. He's not facing uh, the Dodgers lineup. Faced Oakland, faced St. Louis. We get it. But again, back to what I said earlier, control what you can control. And today, Matt Waldron, all he could control is what he did against this Cardinals lineup. And I thought for those first five innings, really, really good. And then a credit to the bullpen. They uh, prevented it from being a, a different kind of line for Matt Waldron. But again, just one earned run given up in five and two-thirds innings here tonight. All right, we've got the phone lines absolutely lighting up. So let's uh, 
get to some calls and open up some lines so we can get to as many calls as possible here tonight. Phone number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We'll get to more of our nightly awards, full out-of-town scoreboard, replay my interview with Manny Machado, and much, much more to come. But let's go to the phones. We go to Mike. You'll lead us off. Mike, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Hey, Sammy. Doing great. Glad glad, uh, you're doing well tonight, too. I just had a comment. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the game was great. Manny did fantastic. But that interview with uh, Mark Grant, or uh, the two guys, Pomerantz and the other guy, I forget his name, and uh, Manny at the end of the thing on live TV and live at at the stadium, did anybody comment about that yet have you heard anything <laughs> uh well mike I, I you know to be honest with you and thank you for the phone call i i heard it while i was walking into the left field corner and, and coming upstairs uh, after i did my interview with manny then he went over to tv uh, I did hear it. I mean, look, the guys are fired up. Uh, we certainly heard uh, Jorge Alfaro and some others say it a lot last year. They're having a good time. Uh, you know, I don't know that uh, hopefully they were able to bleep it out, but uh, <laughs> having a good time. They're fired up. I mean, it, they did it plenty last year. So, uh, you know, they're fired up, having a good time. And, uh, you know, winning creates fun and creates smiles. Um, you know, again, I <laughs> sorry for any. Uh, for any kids out there that had to hear the language but um you know they're fired up and i i did hear it i didn't see it but i did hear it as i was walking up i heard it faintly as i was walking into the left field corner all right let's go to jay calling in jay how are you welcome to the padres radio network post game show sammy lev always a pleasure got a little jags with me just got uh, back in oklahoma from the game man oh man oh manny Dude, what a game for the kid. Like, I know he's hurt, he's DHing, but like you said earlier in the pregame, dude, or the uh, postgame, he's doing what he can for us. And, and I remember saying back in July and August, uh, you know, there's been a few teams who have come back late to uh, grab that sixth spot in the wild card. And just saying, man, we said it a couple weeks ago. He's telling me there's a chance. You know, we need help, but let's go, though, right? Uh, hats off to Waldron Suarez coming out of the bullpen. Like, we look good. You know, let's just keep it hot. Stay hot. Eight in a row. Gosh, yeah. it's great to watch baseball in Petco this week. Yeah, for sure, Jay. And look, again, Jack, thank you for the call. Tell what's up, bud. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, say something else, kid. Um, the Padres are good. <laughs> All right, there you go. He's usually got good thoughts. All right, Jay and uh, Jagger, appreciate the call. Um, look, no doubt, Jay. It's fun. It's fun. And look, I, I get it. I get it. And and I want to make sure everybody knows I get it. It does not erase, okay, the first four or five months of the season. Okay, I get it. But it's fun. And look, this is where the wild card standings are right now. The Padres are four back. The Giants are right ahead of them. They're three back. Remember, the Padres play the Giants this coming week. So they'll have a direct opportunity to leapfrog them. Cincinnati's a game and a half back, Miami's a game back, and then the Cubs won today. They are holding that third and final wild card spot right now. Arizona's a game ahead of Chicago. They're in the number two spot. So you do want to keep a little eye on Arizona, but right now it's about the Cubs in that uh, last spot. And look, the Cubs control their own destiny. Um, It is important if the Padres are going to pull off a miracle here at the uh, final buzzer of the season, if you will, Look, they, they need a lot of help in front of them. Number one, the Padres need to win a ton. They need a lot of help in front of them. 
Um, there was an article on MLB.com for Mike Petriello uh, yesterday that really outlined a lot of the numbers. I'm not going to bore you get into it right now. But, uh, again, to me, it's control what you can control and see what happens by the end of game 162. You know, if you go win out, I know that sounds crazy, but they're playing like it right now. You know, you, you go lose just one more game in the next eight. You do something crazy. You win out. Look, it, it may not be enough. It may not. They dug themselves a huge hole. But you control what you can control. And that is the baseball games the Padres are playing in. And, and look, Jay, I'm with you. It's fun. Um, you know, I have no idea if it if it leads to anything, to you know, to next spring training into 2024. I don't know. You know, it's possible. There's an entire offseason between now and then. There are a lot of things that are going to happen between now and then. Just with the roster personnel on this team, um, you've got pitchers that may be gone. You've got different free agents. You know, you may have a lot of different faces here. So I don't want to get too crazy with the momentum part of it because <laughs> reality is, is spring training 2024 is a long way away. But for right here, right now, with the crowds, the Padres continue to get here at Petco Park. The fans continue to be awesome. To me, enjoy it. You know, hope they continue playing this way, and you'll see what happens. I think we all understand it's it's a really tall order and they need a lot of help even if they were to win out so you see what happens right you see what happens but uh it is fun and certainly the last week or two and especially here at home it's been a lot more fun than it was throughout this season if we're being honest right just because of the results the moments everything we saw here tonight and and look i know earlier this week you mentioned manny jay there were a lot of you know, questions when the team got back home about Manny. He was very honest about that elbow, about the way he's feeling, um, about getting surgery in all likelihood at some point, and we'll see when he gets it. We'll see if he gets it at some point before the season's over, depending on what happens here in the next week, uh, or if it's just going to be something he does, you know, right when the off season begins. But he is going to have surgery on that elbow. And, look, I know there was pushback from, from people around the fan base, you know, and, and I think a fair question as to, well, you know, why wouldn't you just get it now and, and not waste any time and not even risk, you know, wasting any time that would cost you time in 2024? And I understood that. But it's something we talked about with Tony the day Manny talked. Uh, that was on Monday here at Petco Park, and he, and he told people about the surgery. And Bob Melvin talked about why Manny wanted to continue to play. and He wants to be out there for his team. He wants to be in the lineup until this team is, is mathematically eliminated. You know, look. He sort of proved why tonight. I know there still will be people out there that disagree with it, but you kind of got a sense of it tonight because, you know, they've they've got a pulse as far as, you know, these playoff hopes. It's not realistic, you know. Well, I should say <laughs> it's not probable, but, you know, it's not over yet. So, um, you know, look, that's why Manny wanted to be in the lineup, right, so he could impact games. And they don't win this game without Manny Machado here tonight. So, Look, that's why he wanted to play, and to his credit, showed up in a huge way in a couple of huge moments here tonight. We go to Ocean Beach. It's Gonzo on the postgame show here on the Padres Radio Network. Gonzo. Sammy, my boy. So uh, we were like, I want to say 13 rows behind the interview. Was that you? Was, was that you, know, you yelling me. at me? Gonzo. Of course it was. Nice. I saw you. I, I thought family. it was you, Gonzo. Yeah, I thought it Dude. was you. So many times that the players turned around and you just saw finally smiles. Yeah, I was close enough, and yeah, I was the loud one. 
but also <laughs> Tim and Grady, the the videographers for the whole season, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was an impact, and you thought the players actually have a good time, and the the stats are the stats, and the numbers are the numbers. But it's one of those things like, ah, finally you just see them have a good time. It, it was mm-hmm. a good time at the stadium. It was a lot of people. Uh, even just chopping it up with the, the Cardinals fans, you know, like just good old-fashioned baseball fun. It was, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yeah, and look, yeah, Gonzo. We totally loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gonzo, well, uh, thank you for the phone call, and uh, thank you for uh, for yelling at me. I, I saw you. I saw you, and I heard you. And I always I always enjoy that when people yell at me uh, <laughs> down on the field or on my way back up uh, upstairs here to the Western Metal Building. Uh, look, Gonzo, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, look, the, the, the record's the record. The standings are the standings. I think we all understand it right now, where they're at, what the, the, the task at hand is. Um, but it's not over yet, and there's no doubt they're playing like a very different team right now than what we saw for the most part this season. They're playing with a looseness, with an ease, with a knack for the big moment. I mean, these are things, the knack to win a tight game. They've done that now three games in a row. Two of the wins by two runs, one of the wins by one run. They're just playing differently. And, again, you take what you can away from it. Hopefully it brings a smile to your face, a sold-out crowd. And that's the way I'm looking at it right now. And we'll see where everything ends up at the end of next Sunday when the season is all over. But right now, try to enjoy it. And try to maybe maybe feel like, you know, they're shaking off a lot of the things that that sort of plagued this team for so long. Maybe maybe that is something to take away. So we'll see how it all shakes out, but it's a lot of fun right now. All right, we've got some lines open on the phones. We'll get some more of your phone calls on the other side of this break. We are going to give out more of our daily awards. We have to dive in to what Robert Suarez did in this game because he was so impactful in this game here tonight. We're going to talk about that, talk more about Manny, let you hear the Home run call from Jesse Agler on the second Manny home run that broke the 2-2 tie in the eighth inning. Replay my conversation with Manny and much, much more to come. Final score, Padres 4, Cardinals 2. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you from inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Padres 4, Cardinals 2 as the Padres win their eighth consecutive game. And what a win it was. Manny Machado hitting his 29th and 30th home runs of the season. And uh, there was a big moment in that eighth inning, a two-run home run to break a 2-2 tie. Manny's second home run of the game, curtain call and all. Petco Park was absolutely rocking. We'll get to more of your phone calls here coming up in just a little bit. 833-288-0973. The phone number again, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Again, Tweet at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Same handle on Instagram. DMs are open. Let me know what you thought about this game, what you're thinking about the Padres right now. You can DM me, Twitter, you know, not Twitter, message me. Well, you can message me. You can tweet at me. That's the word I'm looking for. See, now they call it X, so I'm I'm so messed up with it. Uh, tweet at me, 
DM me, TikTok DM me at Sammy Levitt, whatever you want to do. We'll chat here tonight as the Padres win an eighth consecutive game. I said before the break we had to talk about what Robert Suarez did in this game. Let's do that as we tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Runner from first goes, ball hit in the air to right field. Routine for Tatis, comes in, makes the catch, and the side is retired. Cardinals get one, but they leave a pair. Robert Suarez, a great job getting out of that eighth inning jam to keep the game tied at two. He would shut the door, pick up the win, a scoreless ninth inning. All in all tonight for Robert Suarez, inning and two-thirds scoreless, one hit given up, walked nobody, struck out one, a grand total of 16 pitches. How about that? He got five outs on 16 pitches in this game here tonight. No doubt for me, Robert Suarez a relief pitcher of the game. Let's go through what Suarez did in this game here tonight. Remember the eighth inning. Padres have a 2-1 to lead. Paul Goldschmidt leadoff single. Jordan Walker, RBI triple. That's against Luis Garcia. And boom, just like that, the game is tied at two. And again, you weren't alone if you were in the crowd here tonight, listening, watching at home, and saying, where's Robert Suarez here in a one-run game? Well, you sort of knew in that moment that it must have been because Josh Hader was unavailable because, let's be honest, 100 times out of 100, a one-run game with Suarez available in the eighth inning and Hader available, that is Robert Suarez's inning in that eighth inning. But Bob Melvin was trying to use Suarez for the ninth inning, so he went to Luis Garcia hoping he could get through it in that eighth inning. He could not. He gave up uh, the lead in a couple of batters. Then he struck out Richie Palacios for out number one. But remember, Walker there after the the game-tying RBI triple is on third base with nobody out. Garcia then strikes out Palacios. Remember, he has to face that third hitter. There's a a, a three-batter minimum. Then Bob Melvin goes to Robert Suarez. uh, Suarez faced Ivan Herrera, struck him out, got a fly out from Luke and Baker, two up, two down, inning over, and Walker, the go-ahead run, who was 90 feet away with nobody out, he never comes in. So the game is still tied at two. Padres then get the Machado home run, and then Robert Suarez gets the first two outs of the ninth inning. Two-out single for Lars Newtbar to bring the tying uh, tying run to the plate in, uh, excuse me, hold on here a second. I think I've got the batters mixed up here. Let me just go back to the uh, the game recap here. I want to make sure I say it right, if I'm going to say it right. Um... Where did I mess up here? Okay, I messed up somewhere here. Anyway, well, you need to know. Two-out single by Tommy Edmond. Paul Goldschmidt ends up flying out uh, to end the inning So, and end the game. So all in all for Suarez, he dealt with the tying run on third base in the eighth inning, the tying run at the plate in the ninth inning. And uh, on both occasions, he was able to get out of both innings. Scoreless did a great job in this game. And for that reason, Robert Suarez, our relief pitcher of the game. He was excellent here tonight. And as we learned from Bob Melvin after the game, Josh Hader pitched three straight days uh, from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Going uh, before that, he had pitched on the Saturday in Oakland. 
So he had pitched four out of five games. Now, he did have the off day yesterday, but look, apparently Bob Melvin did check in with Josh Hader, and uh, and uh, he was not available here today. So uh, that was the deal. It happens, and you need guys to step up, and certainly Robert Suarez did that here tonight. Really, really did. He had a fine performance and a big reason uh, why the Padres won this game here tonight. Before we get back to your phone calls, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. 2-0 to Manny. And Machado swings, hits it in the air. Straight away center and deep. Newt Bar back to watch this one. Gonna go! Number 29 for Manny Machado and the Padres back in front. It's two to one. Can't hit a ball much better than this. Manny Machado, that was his first home run of the night. Gave the Padres a two to one lead in the sixth inning, his 29th of the season. Manny later would hit number 30. His multi-home run game, that's the reason he's our player of the game here tonight. No doubt about it. 39th multi-home run game for Manny in his career, his sixth of the season. And that second one, his 30th home run of the season. And for Manny, the season's where he's hit 30. 2015, he had 35. 2016, 37. 2017, 33 home runs. 2018, he had 37. 2019, he had 32. Last year, he had 32, and here today, he hits 30. So another year with 30 home runs for Manny Machado. So count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This will be his seventh season with 30 or more home runs. Very, very nice job for Manny Machado playing through that tennis elbow, battling it out, and boy, did he make a big impact in this game here tonight. All right, we'll get to the out-of-town scoreboard coming up a little bit later. Play of the game a little bit later. I do want to get back to the phones. Let's try to squeeze in as many phone calls as we can here tonight. Phone number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Let's go to Oceanside. It's Katie calling into the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. Hi, Katie. Hi, Sammy. So I just want to say I hear what you're saying tonight because you know what? It is my birthday. Manny Machado <laughs> went four for four, and the Padres won. Woo! <laughs> well, happy birthday, I mean, Katie. You, I, got a, I, you got a good present. I wish, I wish I had a more, like, analytical phone call for you, but that's really all I got. Like, I've been – so I turned 47 tonight, and I've been a Padres fan for all 47 years. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, like – we had a lot of expectations for this season, but this last week has been so much fun, and it is the most fun I've had all season. And let's just write it out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie, I'm with you, and happy birthday. Appreciate the phone call. I'm with you. Write it out, see what happens. Again, control what you can control if you're the San Diego Padres and let the other chips fall where they may. But they can control the games in front of them. That's about it. They can control... You know, making memories, the final two games here at Petco Park for a fan base that has done everything in their power to support this team. It's what it's all about right now, and whatever else happens, happens. We'll see where they are at the end of the day, at the end of uh, next Sunday, to be exact. Let's go to Kathy calling in. Hello, Kathy. How are you? 
I'm doing good, Sam, and you just said it really well about <clears throat> we can only support the team and they're controlling their own destiny. If we make it to the playoffs, great. Um, yeah, the season hasn't been what everybody expected, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to support the team. I mean, shoot, I'm still a Royals fan, and their season's been a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot worse than the Padres. But um, you know, I'm always going to be there every season watching this team play, and you know, next year hopefully it'll be a lot better. And I just want to say, Sammy, you're really great at what you do. I appreciate this whole season, the pre and post games with you and then the post game interviews with the players. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that you came last year to be our pre and post guy. Well, Kathy, thank you very much. I appreciate that as always. And thank you for always listening and, uh, and calling in. Appreciate the call, Kathy, very much. That means a lot. And, and uh, look, uh, I agree with you, you know, see, see what happens here at the end of the day. Uh, you know, look again, and I just, you know, I'm not saying it to, you know, bring anybody down after eight straight wins. I, I think we all understand, okay, that that the first 130-something, 140 games, eh, it wasn't what you expected, to say the least, okay? I think we all understand that. Um, but does that mean you don't want him to finish strong? I don't think so. I think you do. And whatever happens, happens here down the stretch. And I, and I think the hope has to be you somehow build on this moving forward. And at the very least, like I said earlier, shake off some of what hurt this team throughout the year. And, and again, you look at these last three games, you know, they, they haven't scored a ton of runs in any of them. But they're doing things, whether it be a big hit in a big moment from a big time player or just executing well like they did on Wednesday. They're doing things to win close games, that I, and that is something that has caused this team so much trouble uh, all year. So, look, they're playing very differently. Um, it feels different, and try to enjoy it. Two more games here at Petco Park. That's all you're guaranteed, and uh, we'll see where everything falls out at the end of the day. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, Daniel. Beautiful night here at Petco Park. Can't complain. Hey, thank you. I listen to you every day, and I just wanted to – Thank you and everything. I just want to say that, uh, uh, you know what? The Padres, we got a better chance of winning out the season than most people think. And uh, I just want to say that uh, even though, if even if we do, we still have to think about next season, next year. We, uh, I want to keep Blake now, but, you know, I know it's difficult. But uh, either way, Man, uh, I think we're moving forward. We're doing good. I mean, obviously, we are at this point in time. Um, but if we do win out the season, um, I just want to say uh, they're, 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 we, we got more of a shot than most people think. That's it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, uh, first things first, uh, uh, Daniel, and appreciate the phone call. Look, first things first, they've got to either win out or like lose one game based on the math okay and i'm not going to bore you with all the math and honestly it's kind of complicated there's a great article from mike petriello who really outlined it very well on mlb.com uh yesterday um looking at what the padres would need to do and and really every scenario begins with them pretty much winning every game okay down the stretch here so they've got to do that um We'll see. We'll see. And as far as Blake Snell and all these questions that are looming in the offseason, well, we can start discussing those 
you know, a week from Sunday if the season is over and really diving into it. And there is a lot to discuss. But look, I'm, I'm with you, Daniel. See what happens. If they were to somehow, some way get in, sure, they'd be dangerous. I don't think anybody would want to play a Red Hot Padre team with these names in the lineup, but they're a long way from getting there. They got a lot to do and they need a lot of help. So I'm going to pump the brakes on that. But hey, again, control what you can control if you're the San Diego Padres and what they can control is the eight games remaining. Let's go to Joseph calling in. Hi, Joseph. Welcome to the Padres post game show. How are you? I'm doing well, Sammy. How are you doing? Doing well. First, I want to say thank you. I tweeted you at the start of the game. It was my last game of the season, and you made me a good recommendation to go to the. Oh, uh, the yep. I saw market. that. What, what, what'd you eat tonight? I, I went with the teriyaki uh, chicken and white rice bowl, and it was deli- It was go. actually one of your tweets earlier in the season. That's it it right. looked delicious, and I finally made my way to the game and got it. So yeah, thank there you for you that go. one. There you go. That chicken teriyaki bowl, that is one of the best kept. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm now giving out the secret. It is one of the best kept secrets at Petco Park as far as the food. There's a lot of good food here, but I'm telling you, the chicken teriyaki bowl, you get a vegetable, you, you can get Brussels sprouts. They, they have different choices depending on the night. It's a, it's a dynamite option. It was absolutely delicious. I think that Robert Suarez and Scott Barlow a little bit for a little bit of that eighth inning work is uh, pitching Josh Hader out of San Diego just because of how how well he's pitching. And as much as I want to see Hader come back, I don't think they'll be able to spend the money on him. Uh, I really hope they bring Blake Snell back. But the big person I'm excited about is, is Xander Bogarts. Everybody was giving him a really hard time through the middle stretch of the season. Uh, he started out the season white hot, got hit by a pitch on the wrist, couldn't get the cortisone shot, got the cortisone shot, been hitting yeah. over 300, I think, in the 310, 315 range ever since, and he's been on fire over this win streak. Everybody needs to just back off of Xander Bogarts a little bit and realize he's a great, great hitter when he doesn't have you know, a fastball to the wrist that already bothers him a little bit. So I, I really think that he's going to be worth every penny for the next you know, five to seven years. Everybody knows the back end of some of these contracts are going to be rough. Right. We just got to try to win a championship before that. Yeah, well, look, and thank you for the call, Joseph. Appreciate it. Glad you enjoyed the game and glad you enjoyed the food. Look, on Xander, he's been red hot, and not that he's going to be red hot like this throughout all of next year, throughout his Padre tenure. That's a little unrealistic. But I do think what we've seen here in the second half as a whole, and even here in the last couple of weeks, in the month of September, it is the real Xander Bogarts. This guy is a really, really good player, okay? He was a really good player with the Red Sox. There was a reason, got the money he did. There was a reason the Padres wanted him that, you know, he's a really good hitter and a really good player. And he went through his struggles. You know, it's it's safe to say a lot of that was because of the wrist. But he came into tonight. I mean, tonight was his quietest game in a while. He was... Uh, he had two strikeouts, fielder's choice, and a ground out. So he was 0 for 4 here tonight. But coming into today, 17 games in September, he was hitting 471 with a 514 on base percentage, a 1323 OPS. Okay, six consecutive games with multiple hits. He took his first 0 for in a while here tonight. Uh, look, Joseph, I'm with you in the sense I, I, I think Sander is primed as long as he stays healthy for a really, really good year next year. You know, we've seen flashes of what he can be. Um, I really like him. I think he's a great addition to this team. I think he can be a leader on this team if 
you know, not that he already isn't, but, you know, from the leadership standpoint, he's a guy who's won, you know, and, and knows what winning, you know, feels like in a clubhouse. I, I just, I was very high on Xander Bogarts from everything I heard from a lot of people when they signed him. And despite some of the struggles from May into June, July, and, and now he's heated up in the second half, I still remain very, very high on Xander and what he can bring to this team, both on the field and, and in that clubhouse. I, I just, everything you heard about him when he signed here was really, really positive, like in every way possible. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think as long as he stays healthy, you know, who knows? If he never gets hit on, on the wrist by that Spencer Strider pitch, who knows what the season ends up ends up like for him, right? Um, but he's been great as of late, and that was a great moment the other night with the walk-off home run. I'm with you. I'm, I'm uh, very, very high on uh, Xander Pogarts, what he can uh, continue to be for this ball club over the next few years. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We've got one more segment. We will dive into your phone calls. If you want to get them in, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Phone number to call. I know we've got some people already waiting on hold, so just hang on for a few more minutes. We'll get to you. We'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Here our play of the game. You'll hear me chat with Manny Machado. From right after the game, we'll replay that for you and wrap things up. Get you ready for tomorrow. Padres win an eighth consecutive game. They win it 4-2 to two over the Cardinals. Post-game show continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 4 and the Cardinals 2 as the Padres find a way to win this one, Manny Machado, a two-run home run to break a tie in the eighth inning, his second home run of the evening. What a night for Manny, and the Padres win their eighth in a row. They're hot right now. First eight-game winning streak for the Padres since June of 2021. It's been a while, but the Padres playing some very, very good baseball right now. We'll continue to get to all your phone calls coming in. Phone number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We'll get to the full out-of-town scoreboard, update you on, yes, the wild card standings before the end of tonight. And we'll hear Manny Machado's home run again. The two-run shot in the eighth inning is second of the night. You'll hear my conversation with Manny from right after the game. We'll replay that for you before we go and then get things ready for tomorrow as the Padres go for a ninth consecutive win and a win in the middle game of this series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Let's go back to the phones. We go to Jaime in Chula Vista. Hello, Jaime. How are you? Hi. It's It's, uh, it's been a while. I, I've called a few times this year. I just have, I've stayed away for a while. Um, yeah, that's all right. Welcome back. But I've been, you know, still going to the games and watching when I'm not at the games and – Something just feels different, you know. Um, and, uh, I believe they're going to win now. It's earlier in the year, it was like, oh, here we go again. But now right. it seems, you know, I was there Monday, I was there Tuesday, um, you know, followed it on Wednesday, and then, you know, watching it on TV today. It, you know, it, it, it just feels different. It, it, it feels like this is what we were kind of looking for the team to be like. Um, there's, you know, we, we all know what it is. There's eight games left. We're four games out. I don't see why we couldn't win out, you know, um, <laughs> and, 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 and get a little help. Um, 
you know, I I, I was just pondering something. I, I, I know we shut down Musgrove and we shut down Darvish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. If these guys, if these guys get in, um, can they start them up again, or, or, or are they just shut off for the rest of the year? Oh, well, look, that's a that's a good question. Um, Jaime, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 from what I understood, I mean, Darvish was – that was a period of – I think it was five to six weeks before he would be reevaluated and you know joe dealing with the shoulder I, I mean we're thinking way ahead i i'd find it hard to believe that you know that either of those guys would pitch in the postseason i don't know that for sure but if you know if they were meant to be shut down i i, I find it pretty hard to believe that you'd see him i, I don't know that for sure i don't i don't because yeah. Um, let me find the tweet here because I, I did not, this was, this was Annie Heilbrunn who tweeted this out today. I just want to pull it up. Annie does great work as always. Uh, Annie tweeted out earlier today, uh, Joe Musgrove and, and I'll let you hear this too. Uh, Jaime, Joe Musgrove said he was always going to resume throwing today. And remember he did resume throwing today. We told you about that pregame as part of his program, but with the Padres getting within four, of the wild card race, he said he will pace the guys as far as backing off if there are losses and ramping things up slightly if chances increase. And he continued the tweets. Uh, if the Padres were to make this improbable run, Musgrove's goal would be contribute, but he wouldn't start. He'll also be getting tests to make sure things are okay to progress. So there you go. Uh, there's more clarity for you, Jaime. I mean, look, he, uh, not an impossibility. According to Joe, he wouldn't start. Um I would say this, Jaime, let him get there on a miracle yeah. run, and then you'll worry about it. But, well, you know, look, you, you obviously, know the, obviously is, the plan was to have you and you and Joe not pitch again uh, in a game this season. So we'll, we'll see, but I, I just – I think that's, uh, you know, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit probably. You know, the thing about this city, this is how we do things. You know, we, you know, uh, we, didn't, expect, we didn't expect to make it in – as far as we did in 98 and we got there, you know, we, we didn't expect as far as we did last year and we got there, you know, people didn't expect us to get in. Um, I honestly believe we're going to get in somehow. I don't know how, I just got a feeling it's just going to happen. And, um, no one's going to want to be playing this team if they've won 16 in a row. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, Um, no, that's for sure. But, uh, Jaime, appreciate the call thing. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. One final point. I'll let you have it. All right, Jaime, uh, Jaime's gone. But uh, Jaime, thank you for the phone call, as always. Um, you know, look, again, <laughs> you know, 16-game winning streak. That doesn't happen too often, so that's double what they're at now, and I understand the competition. I mean, the Giants are ahead of where the Padres are right now, but they've struggled a lot lately. Um, and then the series against the White Sox to wrap up, look, they, they've got a ton of work to do. And winning 16 in a row, even against, you know, sub-500 teams, it's not easy. Okay, 16 in a row is not easy in the game of baseball. So, you know, we'll see. But, again, try to enjoy it. Control what you can control. If you're the San Diego Padres right now, that's tomorrow's game. That's the eight games they have remaining. And let the rest of the chips fall where they may. Let's go to Joe calling in. Hello, Joe. You're on the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, what's up, Sam Levitt? It's Joe Dreams. Hey, um, Joe. I, hey, I think I know the source of the Padres winning streak. What's that? And it's 97.3 The Fan. All right. There you go. I like it. I like how you're thinking, Joe. All right. Oh, yeah. I think 
I think you guys uh, deserve all the credit. <laughs> all right, Joe. Well, appreciate that, and thank you for the phone call. I, I don't know that I hit any of the home runs tonight for the Padres, but you know what? I'll run with it. Thank you, Joe. Let's go to La Mesa. It's Brandon calling in. Hi, Brandon. Sam, hey. Really fun. Just this past week has been so much fun. It's just with my – I've got a nine-year-old. He's, you know, been been into the Padres since I've kind of influenced him a little bit. I must say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for a few years. And the most fun part about this is um, when they lost to the Dodgers, the last time they lost to the Dodgers, I mm-hmm. told him, I was like, that's the last one. That's the last one they can lose this year. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, they can't lose anymore. Like, they, there's no, there's not enough time. We've run out of that time. Right. And he's like, well, what could happen? And, I was, and he and I actually investigated it. I was like, well, if they win out, they get 16 wins, like, that would be a franchise record, first of all. Secondly, possible but not probable but let's just look at it and we we investigated and we we circled we said 84 and let's see who else is there so we diamondbacks cubs marlins it's like phillies are pretty much out don't worry about them and reds okay let's look at who and we looked at the calendar we were like okay winnable losable all these things we're halfway there and literally everything has worked out (laughs) to the point that we were circling the calendar and the cool thing is we've got something fun to root for and i keep telling him you never know what will happen with this game you never know there's all sorts of really fun things that happen this scenario i don't think this scenario has ever happened where somebody's trying to catch four teams and not one of those four teams can like do it and so each day we have something to look forward to and we're watching across the board what's happening so we're like okay cubs won tonight but look what happened to the marlins right. okay well look the pirates are catching fire right now that's what we need and right. it just keeps the drive alive and even if yeah. it doesn't pan out the odds are still stacked against us but this is fun you gotta yeah. say you know it's been For a sure. disappointing yeah. year i've called in a bunch of times like there's been high points there's been low points Every single year is different. Every single year is unique. Right. This year is unique for what it was, and it's okay if it doesn't work out. But the fact is we're eight games away from learning our fate. It could end two games from now. It could end mm-hmm. tomorrow. We really don't know. But the cool thing is this team is playing the way that we've always thought they were capable of playing, and it's nice to get a taste of it. You know, it doesn't have to happen yeah. every single week. It doesn't have to happen every single month. They yeah. caught fire a little bit when we were in the month of July. They took a step, big step back in August. But we're, in, we're sitting here mm-hmm. talking on September, what is it, 22nd? And we're still in the conversation. And how cool would it be to just sneak in there and just put a little bit of a hurting on the rest of baseball? And yeah, that's all for sure. Say. Yeah, for sure, Brandon. Look, I, I, I love your optimism, uh, and thank you for the phone call. Look, you're, you're, you're spot on in the sense of why not, right? Look, the worst thing that happens is what, right? The worst thing that happens is that the Padres do something absolutely crazy, and they <laughs> – can't believe I'm saying this – and they – win the next eight games and it still isn't good enough right or they win seven out of the next eight or they don't win the next couple and your season's over at the end of sunday right i mean that's the worst thing that happens and it probably wouldn't fall very far from what you thought a couple of weeks ago right 
Um, you might feel a little teased, but whatever. But again, I've been saying it all night, and you know, this isn't you know uh, super analytical. This isn't numbers based. The bottom line is try to enjoy it. Try to hope they keep playing well. Try to hope maybe there's a miracle in store here, um, and see and see where the where the rest of the chips fall. Again, they can control what they can control, and that's winning the baseball games in front of them. They've got another tomorrow against the Cardinals, trying to win their ninth in a row. You can control what you can control, and that's about it right now. And, Brandon, I'm with you. Try to enjoy it because, you know, if we're being honest, look, there has not been a ton to enjoy through the first 130, 140 games, okay? There wasn't, okay? We all understand that. It was it was very disappointing the way this thing all panned out over the course of four or five months, but you are getting reasons to smile right now. There's definitely a different feel. There's a looseness, a level of fun that we just haven't seen all year. So, yes, for the fans out there, try to enjoy it. And you've got two more games left at Petco Park. That's all you're guaranteed. Try to enjoy it, and we'll see what happens. It's kind of fun, though. I'm with you, Brandon. It's fun. It is. All right, let's uh, update you on what's going on around the major leagues with the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final in the Major Leagues here today. Cubs beat the Rockies earlier at Wrigley Field 6-0. Seiya Suzuki and Jared Young each had a home run in that one. couple of two-run shots. Jamison Tyone, six scoreless innings in that game for Chicago. Brewers beat up on the Marlins 16-1 in Miami. Brewers clinched the playoff spot with that win. Their magic number to win the NL Central is down to one. Pirates beat the Reds 7-5 in Cincinnati. Blue Jays beat the Rays 6-2 in Tampa Bay. Yankees beat the Diamondbacks 7-1 in New York. Aaron Judge, three home runs in that game for New York. Braves beat the Nationals 9-6 in D.C. Ronald Acuna Jr. joined the 40-40 club. Acuna in that game hitting his 40th home run of the season so congratulations to uh, ronald acuna jr who continues to have a terrific terrific year member of the 4040 club for acuna now phillies beat the mets five to four in ten alec bohm a walk-off rbi single in that game guardians beat the orioles nine to eight in cleveland red sox beat the white sox three to two in boston rangers beat the mariners eight to five in arlington rangers with that win and the astros losing seven to five to kansas city Guess who's on top in the AL East? The Rangers are back on top in first place. Twins beat the Angels 8-6 in Minnesota. A's beat the Tigers 8-2 in Oakland. And finally, Giants over the Dodgers 5-1 in L.A. Earlier today. By the way, Sean Manaya, seven shutout innings in that game for San Francisco. And that's a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday around the Major League. So... Where are the San Diego Padres at the end of tonight at 10.59 p.m. Friday, September 22nd? Well, they're four games out. They're a game behind the San Francisco Giants. They're two and a half games behind the Cincinnati Reds. They're one game, or I should say three games, excuse me, behind the Marlins. 
all those teams on the outside looking in because the Chicago Cubs maintain the third and final wild card spot. So again, the Padres will end tonight four games out of that third and final wild card spot. They've got three teams in between them and the Cubs. The Diamondbacks currently holding that number two spot. A game up on Chicago. We'll see what happens. But the Padres don't lose any ground on the Cubs here today. They remain four games out of that third and final wild card spot. Let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Two and two. Manny swings. Hits it in the air to deep left. Palacios back to watch. Gonna go! Second of the night for Machado. He's four for four. It's a two-run homer and a 4-2 lead in the eighth. And there's your learning experience. Manny Machado, his 30th home run of the season, the biggest he's hit all year long. Two-run shot to give the Padres a 4-2 lead. The big moment for Manny, the curtain call, all of it. Tremendous, tremendous moment here at Petco Park. No doubt about it, our play of the game. Earlier today, no, earlier tonight, after the game down on the field, I caught up with the man of the hour. Manny, what a moment in that eighth inning. The count two and two, you got a breaking ball. How were you able to get such a good swing on it? Uh, just waiting for a pitch I can handle. Um, you know, he made two good pitches there with the, with the changeup, 2-0 down and away, and then with the heater down, down in the zone. So uh, just trying to stay patient and just trying to, you know, get, get, get the guy over and try to bring him in from second. Eight straight wins. This team continues to find ways to win. What's working so well for this group right now as a whole? Uh, just playing good baseball. Um, you know, we're just pulling for each other. We're uh, going out there and just leaving it on the field. You know, we got uh, eight, eight more and, uh, you know, just emptying the tank. Manny, we know you're dealing with the elbow. You want to be in this lineup right now. Getting that curtain call, what did that mean to you? I mean, it's huge. I mean, these fans, uh, you know, they've been supporting us. They've been giving us everything every single day all year. So, uh, you know, to go out here in this fat final homestand, um, you know, to go out with a bang is always uh, is always emotional. So, uh, you know, we've been doing this for the, for, the, for the fans all year. So, giving them a couple wins at the end. So, that's awesome. Manny, congratulations on a great night. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Manny Machado right after the game. What a night for Manny. Two home runs, including the go-ahead shot. In fact, he had a couple of go-ahead home runs in this game, but the one final one uh, to give the Padres their 4-2 lead. They go on to win by that final score. All right, looking ahead to tomorrow. Padres will try to make it nine wins in a row. First pitch tomorrow at 540. EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 440. Right-hander Nick Martinez on the mound for the Padres tomorrow. It's right-hander Jake Woodford on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. Martinez against Woodford. First pitch at 540. Pregame coverage begins at 440. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight for the Padres. Four runs, 11 hits, no errors. They left on five. For the Cardinals, two runs, eight hits, no errors. They left on 10. Winning pitcher Robert Suarez, who improves to four and two. Losing pitcher was Matthew Liberator, who drops to three and six. Time of game, two hours, 41 minutes in the crowd here at Petco Park. The 57th sellout of 2023. Incredible. The attendance, 42,983.
As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your phone calls. For our great studio coordinator, Nick Danucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night from Petco Park. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 4 and the St. Louis Cardinals 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.